Look out, Rangers. I'm your host, Jacob Cyrus, and as always, thank you for listening. Guys, it is October the 28th of 2020, and I'm coming down with it, y'all. Straight up. I'm tore up from the floor up, man. I feel like Justin Turner out here getting ready to hit a big positive on the old COVID-19 chart. My gosh, man. I've tried to record this podcast like four or five times, and it's just not in the bag, so just bear with me. I hope this one sticks. What was that all about with Justin Turner, man? I mean, he tests positive. They take him out, and he comes back uh, in celebration. I mean, I get it, like the World Series, but dude, that's a terrible look. Is it really worth the fines? I mean, it just looks bad, not only on the organization, but the entire league in general. But just like that, Major League Baseball comes to an end. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers on the title, as the last time they accomplished that was in 1988, which is ironic because in 1988, both the Dodgers and Lakers won that year, as the Lakers won the finals this year. So you got 32 years in the making for it to happen again, history repeating itself, like Alex Rodriguez said. Also, this is the Dodgers' third World Series appearance in the last four years, so at least it shows they never folded the tent and would not settle for second fiddle. Also, I gotta hand it to the Tampa Bay Rays, who were statistically outnumbered in almost every facet, but kept it alive longer than most predicted. Most teams wrote them off in Game 5. They didn't think they were going to make it past 5, and what do you know? We could have had Game 7, and I'll get to that. I want to say this. I had mentioned last night that LA would win due to the pitching change, and I'm not bragging because it didn't really live up to exactly what I said. I noted that the Dodgers would win because Snell would leave runners on base for the next guy to clean up and fail to do so, as the Dodgers mill ticket has pretty much been that scenario so many times this season. That wasn't the case here. Blake Snell was in Cy Young form. Why he was taken out is beyond me. We've all heard it. We've all read the articles this morning. We watched the game. We were all wondering it. You know? And I'm sure Coach Kevin Cash is kicking himself right now because he made a judgment call based on the trend that they'd been living by all year. It got them to this moment. Okay? So you can't really blame him. But this ain't the regular season, bro. Blake Snell was pitching arguably the best game of his career. And it was cut off short. He was pissed off about it, and I don't blame him. I don't. That inning was the deal breaker. Congrats to shortstop Corey Seager for the World Series MVP award as he also snagged the National League Championship Series MVP before that. What a year that man had. Well deserved. I voted for him twice, just saying. However, I feel like they should have kept Blake Snell in. He put one runner on first base, and they pulled him. And you could see the absolute frustration and disappointment in the decision because, I don't know, he just had way more gas in the tank than Nick Anderson did. I mean, he comes up, and what do you know? Mook ain't had a hit all game, and he gets a double, and then they score off a freaking wild pitch, and then what do you know? It's out of their hands. Just like that. Tying run off a wild pitch by Anderson. And the fielder's choice that wouldn't have any... It wouldn't... And then the fielder's choice that wouldn't have even been in the equation if it weren't for the ball in the dirt prior. Mookie Betts with the insurance homer run in the eighth inning, which wasn't necessarily a dagger as Tampa had six outs to put something up, but it would be the Diablo himself, Julio Urias, like he did in game seven of the NLDS against Atlanta, this time only having to go two and a third innings. However, he put up four Ks, no hits, showing the world just who is the hottest hand, in my opinion, 
late in the game. Julio Urias, remember that name. I have never, ever, ever seen someone as intimidating on the mound the last two to three innings like him. He is a stud. I'll always remember him for this postseason performance. Always. Um, that being said, guys, it's over. It's over. But but if you guys are fans of the podcast, bear with me. It ain't over with us. All right? I'm going to be checking in with you guys once a week, sometimes twice, just depending on if there's news that warrants it, or if I just want to check in with you guys, see how you're all doing, let you know what's going on with me. Uh, next year, I'm excited to uh, get my studio up and running and just really knock this podcast out of the park. It's It's been a real treat for me. I hope it's been a treat for you guys. I don't have much more to say about it than that. Uh, it's the first thing I think of, um, besides my family, when I get off work. I'm excited for the Texas Rangers. I'm excited for this podcast to see where it goes. I'm excited for my studio next year. I'm excited about a lot of things. And I hope you guys share that same excitement because we're on this journey together, like I said, from day one. I really appreciate y'all listening. It means the world to me. And I would stay, guys, but I'm telling you, man, I can't do it. It really sucks that I'm capping off the last game of the year because I'm freaking sick. But I got that that Justin Turner in me, y'all. And I got to go celebrate. Y'all be good.